Almost everyone uses technology daily, and for most it is integral to their way of life. We like to think that we control everything we create, but have we ever thought that technology might be used to control us? Hi, I'm Kira, and today I will be discussing the novel Brave New World by Aldous Huxley, where society is utterly controlled by technology. The novel explores what might happen in a world where someone's entire life is pre-planned, and they are genetically modified and conditioned to fit that role. Today I will be discussing the use of technology to control society in Brave New World as well as conducting an interview to learn another's thoughts on conditioning and technology today. For those who are not familiar with Brave New World, I will provide a link to a summary in the description of this podcast. To further discuss the conditioning shown in Brave New World as well as our society today, I interviewed Miss Davidson, a student at the University of Connecticut. I will share now what she said about her work. Yeah, so I just finished my first year of graduate school at UConn. Um, I'm in the developmental psychology department working with um, Kimberly Cuevas. Um, So currently I'm working on looking at social learning. So how infants um, learn when they perceive others' actions and then also their um, brain activity when they're executing actions that they perceive. Um, but I am really interested in memory in general, and um, I spent the last like four years before UConn learning about episodic memory. Instead of boring listeners by going back and forth with Miss Davidson for a while, I decided to intersperse the more important questions and answers where they fit into the rest of the podcast, so I will go ahead and share my own thoughts now. Personally, I think that Brave New World was a warning to prevent us from embracing technology too deeply, or else we could end up in a society like the one shown in his book. An article from Business Insider called A Historian Says Most Science Fiction Has the Same Major Flaw Except One Legendary Novel by Dave Mosher stated that most popular sci-fi books, movies, and shows are supposed to beguile us, not freak us out. But that's not the case with Huxley's novel. The technological modification of entire populations of humans is not a fitting subject for mass entertainment because it's simply too disturbing to contemplate. In my opinion, that is part of Huxley's goal in Brave New World, because seeing such a society and being freaked out by it would cause someone to think on whether or not we could be heading towards said society. Of course, as soon as you start to think about those things, it would be easy to just dismiss it and say that we might be headed there, but it won't be for quite a while. And while that is probably true, I would bring up a counterpoint that many people already use technology to sort of escape from reality, as shown in the New York Times article, Brave New World Arrives in the Future It Predicted. The article discusses the show adaptation of the novel and how it was created, but a quote I found notable is, One of the novel's spikier and more resonant points is that entertainment is its own drug, numbing us against discomfort. The moment where you sit on your own in the darkness to question what it's all about, there's so many things to do on your phone. This quote illustrates how we already rely on technology to distract us, and it would be easy to embrace the lifestyle in Brave New World where you needn't worry about anything, and if you do begin to worry, you can immediately distract yourself. In this day and age, we are also heavily influenced by the media we consume. This could be anything from a biased news source to a family member's post on Facebook, but it is common to hear something along the lines of, Oh, I read that! It has become entirely too easy for someone to spread false information or influence others with their own opinions, especially if they are someone popular on the internet. This could also help lead to a society similar to the one presented in the novel. Miss Davidson and I also discussed this, and she brought up some great points. 
we associate like a product with a particular feeling or if they show the product with a bunch of people having a good time, you kind of start to associate that product with a good time. And it's not a lot of, I mean, you can very consciously see it once you start to notice it, but if you're not really aware, that's what they're conditioning you to see. You might just see it in the store and be like, oh, I was going to have a good time tonight. So maybe I'll buy that to have a good time. She continues on to talk more directly about conditioning in social media, especially on platforms like TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah, I mean, you go to your For You page in TikTok, and it's going to be the most watched videos. And you go to like Twitter and you always see like the trending tweets in the corner. Um, And so in a lot of ways, it's unavoidable to see the trends. And I think we see this like, I guess one really simple example is fashion. Like you'll see something at first, like eyeliner from Euphoria that's kind of like really fancy. Like at first when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's very different. But now it's like common and everywhere. And you'll, you can see that in just walking into a store and people have it. And I'm like, oh, I love that now. But I didn't like love it when I first saw it. Um, and so the way you kind of get conditioned to like things when like what I after seeing this so many times, would I, would I like it or is this me liking it? How does that work? And then like social media, I guess it's it's creating this like false reality that can condition you in a lot of ways through like advertising, but also through people's influences, like how many likes you get on a photo can condition you to not take that kind of photo again. Or if you get a ton of likes on a certain type of photo you take, you know, you might take more of those photos and it definitely changes your behavior, um, whether you're like explicitly aware of it or not. This caused me to then relate this to music. There are many songs that I first heard on the radio and decided I didn't like, but after a while of hearing them on, even if it was just background noise, I grew to enjoy the songs. This is also prevalent in platforms like TikTok or Instagram, where they can play short clips of sound that will have you looking for it after it gets stuck in your head. It is an interesting and scary thought to think about how much of what you like may have been something you wouldn't have liked until you were influenced by hearing or seeing it all over. This also brings up the bigger question of how different would you be if you had been raised in a different way? Even though I earlier brought up the idea that we might easily embrace such a society, I also think there are many who would fight against such control. Many people put a high value on individuality, but in Brave New World, true individuality is rare and ideas of everyone being one are emphasized. One of the characters frequently quotes some sleep-taught wisdom throughout the book to remind herself that everyone belongs to everyone else. During my interview with Miss Stevenson, she brought up some interesting points about not falling perfectly in line with such a society. But I mean, I think the fact that, like, I think you said Bernard, like, didn't take Soma or something, even though he was an alpha, which wasn't really common, mm-hmm. it kind of shows you that even though he had all this going for him, for him towards being an alpha, something in him made him not want to take the Soma. And when I, I think we think about putting ourselves in that kind of experience, you at least want to believe that you'd have some inkling that like, I don't have to do this. Like there's a different way of life and I can explore that. My biggest question for Miss Davidson asked how she felt about technology and how it and other things condition us today. And her answer is as follows. No, yeah, this is a, is a really good question. And I think it kind of gets at some of the things we've we've been talking about in terms of 
different ways we experience technology conditioning us today through like social media and advertising and notifications. And um, then I think social influencing, like I mentioned, is a really huge thing um, in terms of how we act in society based on other people's reactions towards us. And that's not just like when we go out in the world, it's how inside our home, like how our parents react to what we do and how they've conditioned us as we grow up. And then how our significant other may react towards us and, you know, changes your behavior constantly, or at least makes your thinking change or you'll think about other things the next time you try to do that behavior based on your previous experience. Um, And so I I think conditioning is really unavoidable. It's a form of learning and it's a really simple form of learning that's going to always be present. Um, But then I think when you bring technology in, it gets to the point where, okay, maybe um, we're getting addicted to something that's not as healthy for us. I hope this leaves you with two big questions. How much does technology control us today? And how much have you been conditioned or influenced by media, friends, family, or anything else? I want to hear your thoughts. So if you have a couple minutes, please follow the link in the description, which will take you to a Google form where you can respond directly to some of these ideas. Thank you for listening and enjoy your day.